How's it going, everybody, and welcome to episode 136 of Master Garden Podcast. Now, this week's episode is continuing with the theme from the last couple of months, where on the first Friday of a new month, I'll give you a kind of a list of what to sow during the upcoming month. And this has proved very popular, I think, and, uh, you know, people seem to seem to like having a sort of an action plan for the month ahead. Having said that, this is going to be the last one of these for the moment, because to be honest, from this month onwards, in terms of food crops anyway, there's not very much we can sow. Now, we'll do an episode on autumn sowing perennials, and that's one that I think a lot of people should try and take advantage of, because you can sow perennials in the autumn time, and you'll get great germination, and then you'll have great strong plants for next spring and summer in your garden, and you'll get flower pretty much, you know, for for the whole year with a little bit of careful planning. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on, and I will do a, a more in-depth, a more in-depth um, episode on specifically on perennials. But you can just to know you can be you can be start, starting to get organised on most of those. So in terms of the vegetable garden. Um, I suppose August is, it's generally a time of harvest, harvest, harvest. And I think, you know, it's, um, it's traditionally seen as, as the, as one of the big harvest months. And I think that is definitely true. A lot of crops have come in for me personally here. I'm in a little bit of a low point in terms of harvest at the minute. And that's purely because of, of, um, Last month I went away on holidays for two weeks and I knew that I was going away on holidays. I was quite happy to accept that uh, for a period of time or when I came back, a lot of what I had in the ground may have been gone over and then I wouldn't have had anything sowed during that period of time. So I stopped sowing maybe a couple of weeks before I went on holidays because, well, for a few reasons, I didn't want to have somebody else uh, doing a lot of looking after and there is a lot looking after on I suppose the I have a lot of tomatoes a lot of stuff in the tunnels so there would have been a good bit of minding on it so I didn't I purposely didn't sow any new seed for a week or two before we went on holidays and then we were gone for two weeks and it probably took a week afterwards to get going again and that's um that's sort of coming true now in that I have a little bit of a lull in what's available having said that I still have enough available like at the moment I still have still harvesting carrots, beetroot, uh, spring onions. I've started harvesting my onions. My garlic is already harvested. Um, I have, in terms of salads, I have chard still. I have rocket. I'm after re-sowing spinach since, but I don't have uh, any of that at the minute. All of the lettuce had gone over by the time I came home, and I have new sowings of that done as well. Pretty much all of, I have a small bit of broccoli that I'm harvesting and that's particularly nice. All of the cauliflower by the time I got back had gone over, pretty much all came in at the same time. Small few peas, not too much, but a small few peas. Um, Tomatoes have started to come in now. So it's not that I don't have anything, but just there's probably certain things that had I been here, I would have been sowing continuously. And hence, I wouldn't have the gaps. But I'm not at all worried about that. That's just um, part of the process. But what it does go to show is that if you are around and you are looking after them and you have the space, continue to sow all the time. Because even though you think you've loads, the little gaps will appear if you if you stop sowing for any period of time. So as I say, not at all worried about it because I'm still getting enough 
and still getting a nice bit from the garden. And uh, it was, I won't say by design, but I kind of knew it was going to happen because I did on purpose stop, stop sowing. In terms of what we can sow this month, it's, um, I suppose, getting a little bit tight in what we can do. There's, It's getting more and more limited as you, as you move through the months. It was a little bit, July was still pretty good, um, but there's still, you know, a few bits and pieces that have fallen off the list from July to now. So what you can sow, spinach back on the agenda in a, in a big way. So I'll sow a lot of spinach now. Um, basically, if you get a, a good sowing of spinach now, depending on how the weather goes, you should be able to continue to harvest spinach for the next good few months, right, right up into the late winter time. And by picking quite regularly, particularly if you're undercover or if you're outside and you're able to, you know, watch it later on, not so much yet, but you're able to watch it later on in terms of, in terms of frost and so on, you, you should be able to harvest spinach for a lot of the winter. So that's one that you can be sowing now. I have done a double sowing of that recently. I've done a direct sowing into the ground in the tunnel. Might still be a bit hot in there for that. It is germinating, but it'll probably go to seed pretty quickly. So I'll be harvesting it pretty much as baby leaves and not giving it a chance to, to do that. But I've also sowed some in module trays and the majority of that will, some of that will go outside and I'll put some of it in, in the, in the tunnel and I'll continue to do that. I might make another maybe one or two sowings before the end of the month. Uh, rocket I'm going to sow um, again. So again, that'll give leaves right up into the winter time. Radish I'll sow. I'm probably going to do a couple of sowings of that. I had taken it off for a little while because I got a bit sick of it. But radish is back on now and I'll do a few sowings of that. And as we start to get later in the year, uh, you know, late August into September, the daylight starts to shrink in a bit, so it gets darker earlier, earlier, so you have less daylight hours, and the temperatures start to drop, and you know they they will start to drop over the next month or so. Both evening and morning will feel a little bit cooler, and then growth will slow down. And when that happens, then you know you the the crops don't go over as quick, so it's it's um you're able to keep them for a lot longer than you are during those really warm and high growth and high light level summer months. So spinach, rocket, radish, we'll be sowing all of those. Lettuce, I will sow. The only thing about lettuce at this time of the year, the likes of, you know, if you're going for a really tight head of, say, iceberg, for example, you'll get it difficult for that to completely form a head from, from now on. You might be lucky with one more sowing, but mostly from now on, you're, you're looking at the leafier type uh, lettuces. And generally, if you're able to sow enough of those, you'll be able to keep harvesting the outer leaves of the lettuce all the time and extend your, extend your harvest by doing that. So rather than just cutting off the head when it's ready, keep breaking off the outer leaves and leave the plant to continue to grow and grow and grow. And potentially then you'll be able to harvest off that for another good few months. Uh, I'll be doing that with butterhead lettuce, cos lettuce. As I said, I'll be doing radish, rocket, spinach. Uh, spring onion, I'm still sowing the the normal summer white Lisbon, but I will also later in the month, well, very late in the month, I'll switch to the more hardy winter type. Now, there's very little difference between them. It's just that the the winter one, will stand up to a little bit more of the colder weather. 
And I'd sold a lot of those at that stage because they'll have, you know, there's no danger of them, of them, you know, growing too fast or anything. Because I say the growth levels will be slowing down. So you can sow them and you'll have them then for harvest again for a lot of months to come. The other ones then that you can, you can sow uh, this month are the ones we mentioned last month. You know, they're the, they're the winter salads specifically for winter, very hardy. Even outside, you'll be able to, you'll be able to keep these going with just maybe a small bit of frost protection during the, the during the really cold periods. But I'll have them in the tunnel. And if you have like a, an unheated greenhouse or a greenhouse that's not too hot, then you can start sowing these now. And you're looking at things like winter purslane, mizuna, uh, corn salad, you know, those, those sort of vegetables. And it, that's giving you a lot of leafy, sort of leafy stuff um, for the back end of the year. You can also sow kale and chard. And again, I, I'll be doing a couple of sowings of those. So I'll do kale for planting outside and for planting in the tunnel. And I'll also do, and generally people don't recommend planting kale in the tunnel, by the way, um, because it tends to be too warm for them. Just with my tunnel with the open sides, I find that it is cool enough, particularly if I put it up at the coolest side and I'll be able to, you know, harvest leaves off them for, for a while. So that works for me here, but it won't work for everybody. But definitely kale and chard, you can continue to sow those and they'll give you sort of more heartier, um, more heartier greens for, for later on in the year. You can also still sow pak choy, again, pretty quick, uh, pretty quick to maturity. So you'll be able to sow pak choy. And again, you can sow a good bit of it because again, the chances of it running to seed at this stage of the year are a little bit less. So continue to sow that and I suppose the little small turnips, you know, the likes of, for me, I'll be doing the Milan purple tops and they will, you know, they'll give small, nice turnips uh, later on in the year. And again, I will sow quite a few of those because, you know, they, they shouldn't run to seed at this stage of the year either. And then looking ahead into next spring, if you can start to get ahead of yourself by sowing a little bit of spring cabbage, so you'll have your you know cabbage you want to sow into module trays uh cabbage that can overwinter so you'll plant out the, the little plug plants and then you'll be able to overwinter them overwinter them outside they'll be small they won't do a lot they'll put on a small bit of sort of leafy growth now t- towards the back end of the year but they won't form a head or a heart at all uh, but then if they're sort of minded over the winter from the likes of pigeons and whatever else they'll be fine then next spring and they'll already have put on some growth and then as soon as we get a little, little bit of warm weather through sort of late february march april they'll farm the head and then you'll have very early cabbage next spring and you can do that this month so and that's kind of more or less it in terms of what you can sow um sorry one other thing that you can do but not until quite late this month will be you can start to sow your onions and so onions Onion sets and garlic will start to become available September, October. Certainly for garlic, the autumn planting of the, of the bulb is, for me anyway, it seems to be a lot better than the ones that you'll plant out as a bulb in the springtime. You seem to have a lot more success with it. Just in terms of the onion sets then, so I did onion sets three ways in the year gone out. I did onion sets planted pre-Christmas, 
so the autumn planting onion sets. I did the spring onion sets and I did the spring sown seed. And without a shadow of a doubt, and this this year was the first time I've grown onions from seed, without a shadow of a doubt, the most successful onions are the ones that I sowed from seed this spring. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to sow onions in the next couple of weeks that I'll be able to plant out and and have you know seed grown onions even earlier next year so I should be able to have a harvest in early June with these and that's that's the sort of plan but as I said did a little I won't call it an experiment but I, I grew them three ways the autumn planted ones worked out fine some of them were lost over the winter they they didn't you know they didn't do anything over the winter and they seemed to die in the ground so there was probably a percentage maybe 30 percent of those that died off of the rest of them they were quite good but not very big um not a huge bulb on them they were relatively good but not not wonderful most of those have been used up by now of the spring planting uh, onion sets they started off quite well and grew really well at the start but for they bolted quite quickly so especially when i was on holidays that really warm weather because i wasn't obviously watering them i don't tend to water them too much anyway but they bolted the majority of them bolted now they're still okay they're still usable but they're a lot smaller and they have bolted whereas the ones that i grew from seed again they wouldn't have got any better attention they were grown in the same way they got no water while i was away on holidays but they are there is no bolting they're at this point in time still growing and still filling out and they're still a good size good strong bulb they're the biggest of of any of them that i have so far so for me i'm going to do a lot more of sowing of onions from seed it definitely has been the most successful of the three ways that i've done it in the season gone out um doesn't always suit everybody to do that, but it just it just suited me, and it's definitely it definitely is or has been in the year gone out for me uh, a very successful way of doing it. So I'll do that. So I'll probably do again white onions, red onions, shallots. I haven't done before from seed, but I might try them th- th- this year. I think that that will work as well along with the same principles. I think you'll have less bolting and less problems. So I'm definitely going to do that um, in the next. I suppose towards the end of this month and they have been very successful then the other thing that i said i'm going to cover in a future episode actually sorry before i go off and um, sort of your veg garden so as you're harvesting now over the next few weeks if you followed what we were saying to sow last you know last month in july theoretically anything that's coming out now you should have something to replace it with so you should have plug plants ready to get into the ground and they'll give you, you know, the last catch crops of the year or they'll be get going into the ground for, for late harvest. But if you haven't and you're, you know, sort of, as a lot of people do, you're sort of taking your harvest out and you're just leaving it then for the winter. Whatever you do, don't leave the soil bare. And you have a few options here. And one of them I don't use that often myself, to be honest with you, but I know that all of the good growers use it and it's the planting of or the sowing of um, green manures and essentially green manures are something that will grow really quickly to completely cover over 
the bare ground because what you don't want over the winter time is you don't want bare ground uh, for loads of reasons number one you can get um you get your carbon is released from it you know you get leaching of of nutrients from it because it's bare and open all the time the soil can can uh the structure of the soil can get broken down as well it can get quite compacted if you get a really wet winter and for all of those reasons you're better off to keep it covered and as i said there's two ways of doing that you can cover it over with you know a good quality compost or farm herb manure and leave it covered over so that it's, it's able to you know underneath the soil is able to start working the all of the different worms nematodes fungi all of that gets going underneath but ideally what you're going to do is you're going to cover it with with some plant form and at this time of the year green manures are, are a brilliant way of doing it as i say all of the good growers if they're you know reducing in the in the winter time or the autumn time to reducing the area that they've given over to vegetables or if there's you know not enough that they can that can grow at that time of the year they will cover down those areas with with green manure and then come the springtime those green manures will get basically cut rotivated into the ground so you're adding nutrients they're keeping the soil because their roots are growing down they're keeping the soil open all through the winter it's not getting compacted it's holding on to the the nutrients so you're not getting that leaching away and the soil ends up in just much better shape it's also leaving that there is no space for weeds to get going in your beds over the winter time so definitely green manures if you're not if you're not going you know filling up that space straight away get your green manures and get them sowed there's some of them that you can sow up to the end of august and then there's others that you can sow from sort of september you know august through to the end of october that sort of thing but definitely get get those and start lining up those now just make sure that you are getting ones suitable for sowing at this time of the year um ones that are suitable mustard for example facilia uh, buckwheat you know some of these and they're all working they're all slightly different i suppose but they're all working on the same principle of being able to cover over the ground and then next spring you cut them back and then dig them into the ground and uh, as i say adding nutrients keeping the soil aerated keeping weeds out and just generally looking after your soil health so that it's ready for you for next spring so that's a really good thing to do and um, the other thing just to be starting to think about and as i say i will cover an episode on it it's a brilliant time of the year or we're starting to come to a brilliant time of the year to sow um perennials so perennial flowers of well the majority of perennial flowers you'll be able to sow in september time and the thing about them at this time of the year is they're going to take very little minding. So you get your, your perennial seed, you'll have a nice open uh, compost mix, you know, which generally will have you know some either perlite in it or maybe some horticultural grit so that it's quite open. And then you sow your seeds generally, and as I say, I'll go through it for the different varieties or the different um, you know different plant types. You sow your seed on top. Again, covered over with a bit of grit or with a bit of perlite. And then if you have an area outside that you have like a cold frame, for example, that's a perfect place to sow them. And you'll have very, very little work looking after them for, you know, for the next couple of months. And then you'll just be able to, in the springtime, when they start growing, you'll be able to just pick them out into a bigger pot. And then they'll be ready for planting out into your garden in April and May. And then you'll have flower all year. So... I suppose start thinking about what seeds you might like and have a look 
you know, where you can get them. Uh, for people in Ireland, you know, somebody like Seedaholic, for example, they would have a huge range of perennial seeds. And I think you can actually select by the sowing month. So if you're sowing in September, for example, um, you know, you'll get the varieties and the, and the flowers that you can sow at that time of the year. But somebody like that or any other, you know, good supplier of perennials where you're able to get it and start sowing at this stage of the year. And you really will set yourself up to have loads of perennial flowers next spring. Cold frame is a very, very good uh, thing to do. And when I talk about the, the, the sowing of perennials in this episode in a couple of weeks time, I'll talk about how you could go about making a cold frame, even a really simple one that, you know, at home that would give you this opportunity to create these plants for, you know, for essentially for the cost of a packet of seeds and with very little maintenance between now and then. So yeah, I'll do that in a couple of weeks time. Next week's episode is a really good one. It's, um, it was requested by Emer Kelly and it's about outdoor painting, which is a little bit of a departure from day to day gardening. But I think it's the one thing that every gardener at some point in time will paint some outdoor surface, you know, whether that's concrete, timber, plastic or whatever it is. And we cover all of those, I suppose, surfaces in that episode. And uh, it's it's a really good one. And as I say, slightly different to what we normally cover in terms of the day to day gardening stuff. But nonetheless, it's a very good episode. And uh, yeah, this week's episode was quite short. As I say, there's a lot less that we can be sowing at this time of the year. Just, um, yeah, there's there's a few bits and pieces and you can continue to sow those and they will continue to give you, you know, that little bit of harvest later in the year and certainly be setting you up for, I suppose, for having some harvest right up to Christmas time. And yeah, th- that's definitely something that we should be doing. I said it last month, you know, if you don't take advantage of that when you have the space, it's very, very easy to just to just do this and and then continue to keep some crops coming into the kitchen for the next few months. So, yeah, that's uh, this week's rather short episode. But thanks for listening. And until the next time, happy gardening.